You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Amen. How's everybody doing this morning? Come on, let's try that one more time. How's everybody doing this morning? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can feel the presence of God, amen, as we're worshiping the Lord and, and just entering into this place of, of just gratitude, amen, and allowing the Lord to just move in our life. How many here were, how many of us were here last night? Amen. What a powerful word from Pastor Omar. Amen. I, I pray that that would, uh, that it spoke to you, but more importantly, I pray that you took that in and you apply that into your life. How many don't know that God has given us all a voice? He's given us a voice to use for his kingdom, his glory. And so I encourage you to take that word and really just dissect it. Uh, let it marinate upon your spirit and let God use you. Amen. So I'm going to get right into the word this morning. If we have uh, the title of my message this morning, for the sake of time, I don't want to uh, take any of uh, Pastor Mondo's time as well. But uh, the title of my message is Be Still and Listen. Be Still and Listen. And uh, Pastor Omar Towards the end, he was getting into my message, and I was like, man, please don't let him get into my message. I don't want to just repeat what he's saying, but uh, I really believe that God's going to speak to us this morning, and I pray that this message will bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3 this morning, 1 Samuel chapter 3, and we're going to begin in verse 1. I want to just honor the man and woman of God, Pastor Art and Maria. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause for, for all that they're doing here. Amen. This is a, a great conference. God is just going to do, uh, take their church and take you from glory to glory. How many believe that? Amen. So we're believing for great and powerful things that uh, at the end of this conference, uh, you're going to take something that's going to just take you to the next level. And God's going to bring increase upon your life. And I'm believing that. I pray that you believe that. And, and just continue to pray. Pray for this church. Pray for the city. Amen. And let's just see God do some powerful things. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse 1. If you're there, say, I got it. Amen. We'll read through verse 11. The Bible says that meanwhile the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days messages from the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. And one night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed and the lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of, uh, uh, near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Samuel replied, yes, what is it? And he got up and ran to Eli, here I am, did you call me? Eli replied, no, I did not call you, go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. And again Samuel got up and went to Eli, here I am, did you call me? And Eli said, I didn't call you, my son, go back to bed. So Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Watch this. Samuel did not know yet the, the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time once more. Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? 
Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We love you. We thank you that your presence is in this house. We pray, God, that you would speak to us, that we would have an ear to listen, Lord. Lord, that our spirits would align with you this morning, God, and that you would have your way. Let your will be done and not ours, God. We're here to receive from you, but we're also here, Lord, to give to you, God, and to worship you and to acknowledge you. And so we pray, let your will be done in us this morning, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we all shout and said, Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. So again, I want to minister on being still and listening to God. How many of us, you know, when we go to church, amen, we, 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 we tend to, we, we love to worship, we love to hear the word, and we're just kind of just hearing and worshiping God and being loud and, and just wanting God to, to, to minister to us. But how many, of us, how many of us know that it's also a time where we need to just be silent? We need to be silent, amen. And how many of us know that there are many voices today that are competing for our attention? Amen. I believe that one of the voices that are competing for our attention is the voice of the world. Amen. The voice of the world, which we like to call peer pressure. Anybody ever gone through peer pressure? Amen. Well, this particular voice, the voice of the world, wants you to fit in with what the world is doing. Amen. That's the kind of voice that will constantly tell you that if you don't do what everyone else is doing, you won't be accepted. That's one of the things that Pastor Omar talked, shared uh, about his word last night is that, you know, we all want to be accepted. We all want to fit in. And that's what the world does is that the world wants us to fit in into their uh, environment, into their culture. Amen. And so the world will all constantly put pressure on you. In the workplace, there's always pressure on you. Amen. Uh, just being around unsafe family members and friends that are not safe serving God, they put that peer pressure to try to feel accepted and fit in, right? And so we know that the world is constantly putting that pressure for us to fit in, to do what they're doing. Amen. And then there's another voice, and that's the voice, amen, of the, of the devil. Amen. You have the voice of the devil, and the voice of the devil will try to convince you that there is no judgment in your sins. Amen. There is no judgment in your sins. And that God's word is irrelevant to our life. That we don't need the word of God. We don't need God. Amen. That's what the devil will tell you. You don't need to be in church. You don't need to be serving God. Amen. You don't need to go every Sunday morning. You don't need to be at a conference like this on a Friday night, a Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. That's just too much. You don't need that in your life. You, don't, you, you can do life on your own. Amen. You don't need people trying to, trying to tell you how to live your life. That's the voice of the enemy, right? And then there's this last voice, which is the voice of God, which is the voice that we want to listen to, which is a voice that, tells, that gives us direction, that gives us guidance, that gives us wisdom so that we make the right choices, right? That's the voice that we're, we're seeking for. That's the voice that we yearn to hear from God this morning. And yet there's a scripture found in the book of Psalms, chapter 35, verse 22. And, and here is David, and he says these very words. He says, you see everything, Lord. How many know the Lord sees everything? He says everything, he, he sees everything that we do. And then he goes on to say, please don't keep silent or stay so far away. This is what David is saying here. So here is David 
and there was a fear in his life, and he had this fear that God's voice would be lost in his life. Can I tell you that we do not want to lose the voice of God in our life. Amen. We don't want to lose his voice. And so what David was stating here is that if he was to lose the voice of God in his life, that he would become like those who go down into the pit. And what he was referring to, to this pit, is a place of bondage. Anybody here ever been in a place of bondage where you're just, you're tied down to something, you can't seem to break loose from it? Whether it's an addiction or a stronghold or certain habits in your life that you just can't seem to break through it? But how many of us know that when we hear the voice of God, God speaks. And when he speaks, he sets us free. He delivers, delivers us, amen. And that's why it's so important that we, we don't lose the voice of God in our life. That we constantly pray and seek God for direction so that we hear his voice clearly so that we can continue to go, amen, forward. And so God can take us from a greater level, amen. So this is what he was referring to. And he, he knew that, the, that it was impossible to follow, it was impossible for him to follow and go forward without hearing the voice of God. So it's impossible to follow the voice of God if you've never heard the voice of God. Amen. How can you obey, obey a voice that you, you can't recognize? You know, I remember growing up, I grew up in a home where there, is, where, where there was no father figure. I grew up in a home where uh, my mom was never in the picture. She was rarely around. To top it off, she was deaf, who could not hear or speak. And let me throw a little extra in there. I had no siblings. I had no brothers or sisters. So I pretty much grew up in a home where there was no voice. No one to give me direction. No one to give me guidance. I had no one to show me how to be a, a son or, you know, to grow up and pursue life or success or go to college. I didn't have that. So everywhere I looked for guidance, was, I looked at the world. I looked at my friend's family, I looked at their parents, I looked at society, I looked at what I saw on television, and that's what I thought, man, this is my direction, this is what I need to follow. But it wasn't until I gave my life to Jesus that I began to hear the voice of God. And Jesus was the one that showed me how to be a father, he showed me how to be a husband, he showed me how to be a follower, he showed me how to have a voice, amen. See, it's only through the voice of God that God will teach you, he'll teach you and he'll disciple you is show you how to be that follower of Christ. And that's the only way I was able to learn is by following Jesus, amen, and making the right choices in my life. And many of you this morning can testify that you didn't have a good upbringing. You didn't have anybody to teach you how to, you know, how to be a husband, a godly husband, a godly parent, amen, how to, how to pursue God knowing that God has given you a voice. But I really believe that when you seek God with all your heart, with all your mind and with all your strength, God will begin to show you how to be that right person, that person that will go in the right places, and God will use you to lead others into Christ, amen, to use you to minister and to be an influence into this generation. How many believe that this morning? So when I think about that, you know, I think about how, how often we go to church, and we go to church and, and we know how powerful our worship services are. You know, just like this morning, this worship service, as we're worshiping God with our hands lifted high and we're lifting our voice, we close our eyes. I mean, we, we, we feel the presence of God, right? We feel the presence of God. And, and there's times where we, we pray, we feel the presence, we feel the anointing. We come and we hear the word of God and it inspires us, it encourages us. It also brings conviction. We feel the Holy Spirit, amen. And we leave the church and we're like, man, church is awesome. 
Amen. Have you ever felt like that? Like, man, when you leave church, you may have came in discouraged. You may have came in confused with doubt and just going through all kinds of storms and warfare. But when you leave, you, you, you're praying and believing that you're going to leave encouraged. You're believing that God's going to speak to you and you're going to leave with confidence and greater faith, amen. And you're going to walk out knowing that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But let me tell you one thing, church. There's one thing that we rarely hear about in the church and a lot of people do is that we rarely hear people say or talk about is listening to God. We talk about how great the service is. We talk about how powerful things are. But we rarely hear people say, man, I really was listening to the voice of God. Because we can pray and we can lift our voice in worship, but when was the last time we just stood silent to hear what God has to say to us? Because we can, like Pastor Omar was saying, is that, you know, we, we, we're hearing the preaching, but really our minds are, are going are somewhere else and we're thinking about all these other things. But if we were just to listen to what God is saying, then maybe we would get what the message is. Let me say that again. If we would listen then we would hear what the preacher is saying or we would hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and we would receive it and we'd be able to know what God is trying to tell us. Amen? So in verse 1 here, it talks about how in those days messages from the Lord were very rare. And it says that visions were quite uncommon. See, some people may think that those days are different from the times that we are living in today. People think, oh, well, the voice of God is not, God is not speaking. The truth is, God is speaking. God wants to speak to you right now this morning. But we have to listen. We have to listen, church. But again, we're so, we're, we've allowed the enemy, we've allowed the voice of the world to consume our minds. And we're thinking about our situation. We're trying to figure out a solution for our situation where God is trying to speak to you and he's trying to give you the answer. He's trying to give you the answer of how to overcome your obstacle, your battles, how to overcome the warfare that you're experiencing right now in this season. And God wants to speak, but if we were just to shut for just a moment, he would speak. Ever talk to somebody that all they seem to do, they're good talkers, and they never give you a, a second just to say a word? They can talk and talk and talk, and you just kind of sit in there like you're just nodding your head and saying, okay, I, I know what you're saying. You got it all figured out. You know life. You got all the answers. But yet, you look at their life, and they're not bearing any good fruit. And why is that? It's because they think they know it all because they're trying to go off of their own ability, their own strength, their own knowledge without relying on the Holy Spirit and not relying on the, uh, on the presence and the glory of God. I believe it's important that we just, sometimes we need to just be quiet. You know, we have our kids, and many of us who have kids, you know, our kids can talk. You know, we're trying to shut our kids, and we're telling them, hey, you know what, just be quiet. But, you know, the only way to shut them up, sometimes we got to just discipline them. Or, you know, we try to just bribe them and do things like that. But God doesn't have to bribe you. God shouldn't have to bribe you to be quiet. Amen. And I believe that it's important that we just be silent. There's seasons of times when we're in church or even in our own devotion with God that we just stay silent and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Because that's what the Lord desires is to speak to each and every single one of us because he wants to speak into our life. So many people are speaking into our life, but what about allowing the Lord to speak into our life? Amen. Some people may argue that this verse here that God wasn't speaking to many people in the days that Samuel was a boy. 
but, the only, the, but, but only God knows if he was or wasn't speaking. See, the root of the problem isn't whether or not God is speaking. The root of the problem was that people had given up listening a long time ago. They weren't listening. And in this chapter before, it tells us about Eli and his sons and how they, his sons were wicked. They had no respect for God. They did whatever they wanted, and they didn't care about what the work of God had called them to do. I mean, there was no respect. They ignored God completely. And that is why messages from God were rare and visions were uncommon in those days. See, it wasn't that God wasn't speaking. In fact, no one was listening to relay the messages that God had for the rest of the people. See, it seemed as if God was silent for years and years, but the truth was is that no one was really taking the time to listen to what the Lord had to say. See, I believe the same is true for our times today, church. I believe that God is speaking to many people. He's, he wants to speak to you right now. Amen. If we would just listen, right? But I believe God is speaking to many people, but for the most part, we're just not listening because we're so caught up with all these other things that are taking place in our life. Amen. See, I want to share with you this morning just several reasons why we're missing God's voice. And again, I encourage you to take some notes, and I'm, notes, but I, and I'm going to try to go through this as quick as I can. But I encourage you to take some notes this morning. The first point is that we often get so busy with our personal life that we don't take time to hear what the Lord has to say. We get so busy with our life. You know, we got our kids. We got, you know, our kids are in sports. We got, you know, just the busyness of life. Personally, our kids are at schools. Uh, we got our own thing going on. Amen. And we get so busy that we don't take time to just sit and pray and allow the Lord to speak to us. We want answers. We're saying, God, speak to me, but we're so busy that we don't take time to let the Lord speak to us. I believe the Lord say, man, why don't you just stop and just listen to what I have to say. See, we want a voice. We want to be able to have a voice to tell our families and friends and, and even our neighbors and our, and our family to, that, that the Lord is good and God wants to touch their life and impact their life in a mighty way. But how can we tell them that if we're not allowing the Lord to speak to us and give us the right words to speak? Amen? I believe it's important. Amen. You can be, how many know that you can be faithful in church and still be fruitless? You can be faithful in church and still be fruitless. See, God, yes, God is, he does want us to be faithful, but he also wants us to be fruitful. See, if you're faithful in church, but you never hear what the Lord is saying, how will you know where God is taking you? You can be faithful in church and say, you know what, I've been faithful every Sunday and every Wednesday and, and even go to the depths of, I go to Bible study or a connect group. I do all those things, but where's your fruit? You still struggle in knowing the word of God. You still struggle in telling people about Jesus. I mean, you're, you're, you're that, that hidden Christian. But God wants us to be fruitful this morning. Amen. Not just, not just faithful, but fruitful. And to be faithful and fruitful, you have to listen to the voice of God. The Bible says in Psalms 46.10, he says, be still and know that I am God. And I will be honored by every nation and I will be honored throughout the world. He says, be still. Be still. For some of us, that's hard to really digest is to be still. Some of us, you can't just sit in a chair. We just have to be moving. We got to be doing something. And God is still trying to get your attention. Say, just be still. Just sit there. We told you, your kid, just sit there. And they can't sit there. 
I mean, they're, 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 they're just bursting. It's like, it's a, there's a bomb under there, and they're just ready to explode and get up and do something. That's how we are sometimes, is that God saying, just be still and just sit there. And I, no, God, I got to do something. God said, look, then how can I speak to you? How can I give you the strength? How can I give you wisdom? How can I impart into your life if you're just still going and going and going? One of the many ways we will honor God is by being still so that he can speak. Notice that God doesn't speak to Samuel in the busyness of the day, right? He speaks to him at a night as he's laying down in bed. He speaks to him while he's laying in bed. It was when Samuel was still from, in the stillness from the busyness of his day. That's when God began to speak to him. See, we are overloading ourselves with so much that we are drowning out the voice of God. We're so overloaded. Anybody here always stressed out like, man, I, I don't have enough time to do what I need to do throughout the day. You're overloading yourself that you're missing out what God is trying to tell you. What God is trying to speak into your life. Amen. The second point is that we, need, we tend to think that when God speaks, he speaks to us only in grand terms. And what I mean by that, he'll, we, we start thinking that the only way God speaks is through flashes of lightning, thunder, and fire. Amen. Through this loud voice, you know, we, we start thinking that he's going to speak to us in, only in the New King James Version. Amen. Because that's what we were taught, you know, if we grew up as a Catholic or any other religion, we think that only God speaks in, in one way with a loud, loud voice. And, and he'll tell us, thou art, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But we only think one way that he speaks. But notice that this is not the way the voice of God came to Samuel. It said he calls him out quietly in the night. See, if Daniel was not still, he would have never heard the voice of God. Because the voice of God was, quiet, was, was very soft, amen, quietly when he spoke to Samuel. And yes, I believe that sometimes God does speak to us in dramatic ways, amen, dramatic, you know, uh, terms, amen, uh, to get our attention. You think in the Bible he speaks to Moses through a burning bush, right? Or you think about uh, Mary who, uh, who, who God spoke to through the angels. And there's just many other people in the Bible that God speaks in, in grand terms. And so there are many ways that God will speak to us, but the question is, are we positioning ourselves to hear what God has to say? Am I positioning myself? Am I ready to hear what God has to say? See, we can be going and going and going, and we're saying, God, speak to me, but God's saying, well, then why don't you just be still? But I have to position myself so that I can hear God. I have to align myself so that I can hear what God has to say. Amen? First Kings, there's a story about Elijah. We know many of us know the story about Elijah who was on the mountaintop waiting for God to come so that he could speak. And we know that in that story that he's on the mountain and there was a mighty windstorm that hit that mountain. And yet he was waiting to see if God would speak, but God was not in the, in that mount, in, in the, in the windstorm, right? He wasn't there. He wasn't even in the earthquake, right? He wasn't even in the fire. But yet the scripture says, where, where did he hear the voice of God? Through a gentle whisper. That's where he heard the voice of God. So we know that God also speaks to us through his word. He uses men of God. He uses a pastor. He'll use the leadership of the church. He'll use someone who's ministry behind the pulpit. God uses men as well to speak through our life. But we have to be ready to hear what God has to say. Amen. My third point is this, is that many times we miss God's voice because we've forgotten what God's voice sounds like. 
We've forgotten what God's voice sounds like. In the midst of all the voices and messages that we take in every day, it's difficult to know which voice out of all the voices we hear is God's voice. Especially when we're not spending time with God. If you don't spend time with God, you'll never know what his voice sounds like. You'll never know what his voice sounds like if you never take the time to have fellowship with the Lord. The Bible says in John chapter 10 verse 27, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Amen. Let me say that one more time so we understand what he's. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. See, Samuel didn't recognize God's voice because he had never heard it. We read that in scripture. And yet God called him three times for him to realize that it wasn't Eli's voice. But it was God's voice, amen. And if we're not spending time reading God's word and we're not fellowship with him, you know, his word and, and, and the language will become foreign to us. It will become foreign to us and we will miss what God wants to do through us if we don't spend time with God. My last point is this, that the last thing that prevents us from listening is simply because we don't want to listen. We don't want to listen. Because we already know that whatever he says is going to bring conviction. We already know that whatever God speaks, is going to, he's going to challenge us to step out in faith. And you know, we're always saying God speaks to us and when he does speak, we're like, ah, I don't know if that's what I really wanted to hear. But God does speak and it may not be what you want to hear. Amen. So it's important, church, that we position ourselves. So again, God will speak to us in many forms. And so when God spoke to Samuel here, Samuel finally responded to God and says what? He says, speak, your servant is listening. Your servant is listening. Samuel could have chosen to ignore God here. He could have ignored him out of fear, out of not wanting to know what God had to say to him or any other reason. But instead he chose to respond and purposely listen to what God had to say. See, church, we have to respond and purposely listen to what God is trying to speak to us. So if you're going through something right now, you have to purposely and respond to God. Amen. Say, God, whatever it is that you're saying, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to receive it and I'm going to be a doer of your word, Lord. I may not like it. It may not feel comfortable. It may take me out of my element, out of my, of, out of my comfort. Because how many of us know that God, when he speaks, he'll take us out of our comfort to step out in faith. And when God speaks, we have to be, we have to purposely respond to the voice of God. So I want you to know this morning that God is speaking to the church. God wants to speak to the body of Christ this morning. He wants to speak to you this morning. Tell the person next to you, he wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to all of us this morning. Whether you believe it or not, you may think, well, you know what, God can't speak to me because I'm all jacked up. And I tell you, we're all jacked up one way or another. We all have struggles in our life. We're not perfect. We don't have it all together. But yet God wants to speak to each and every single one of us. Why? Because we are under his covering. And because we are designed to know God and want more of God, God will speak to us in spite of our, of our struggles. And so we know here is that God desires to speak to each and every single one of us. My challenge to you this morning is that you position yourself to start listening to the voice of God so that you can become his voice. If you can't position yourself, align yourself to hear the voice of God, how can you be his voice? Have you ever ministered to somebody or outreach to someone and you, you were blown away of what, you, what came out of your mouth? 
you were like, man, I don't know where that came from. I don't know, I don't, do, am, I, am I demon possessed or what? Because I don't know where that came from. But the truth is, is that there's a, there's a, the, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of you. And when you desire to do something powerful for God, you desire to be used by God, God will speak to you and he'll use you in ways that you've never pictured or you've ever imagined. God wants to use our life this morning to make a difference in our community, to make a difference in our, in our city, in, in our nation. But we have to position ourselves and align ourselves to hear what he has to say. So I challenge you this morning to position yourself, amen, and be still and separate yourself from every distraction. Because some of us know that there are things that will hinder us from listening to the voice of God. You know, you can be praying and there will be somebody that would just come at that right moment and try to distract you. It could be the enemy. It could be just a, a, an individual, a family member, a child, uh, anything. There are things that there's always some sort of distraction the moment that you want to get closer to God. The moment you make that statement, I want more of God, I want to hear God, then guess what? All hell breaks loose. There's always a distraction that wants to stop you from praying and hearing the voice of God. There's always a distraction. And I believe this morning that God just wants us to be still. In spite of the distractions, in spite of all the things that are going on, God can still speak to us at a time where there's all chaos going on around us. Amen. Let me tell you something, God will not force himself on us this morning. But instead he will wait for us to be ready and purposely listen to his voice. And once we hear the voice of God, we must respond. The question is, are we ready to respond? Are we ready to hear what God has to say? Are we ready to do what God is telling us to do? Because again, we have a voice. You have a voice this morning. It don't matter what age you are. You know, again, Pastor Omar would say, like, you know, sometimes we, we, we think about our testimony. And I remember being a young convert, and I used to, you know, being in a church where there was a, b a bunch of, you know, you know ex-cons and, and, you know, that kind of life. I didn't grow up in that lifestyle. Even though I was an only child, I, didn't, I was just a, a, an average kid that went to school, played sports, just did my thing. And, and I remember my leader or even my pastor would ask me, can you share testimony? I would look at him and think, like, dude, what do I got to share that? You know, you're talking about, you know, guys that came out of jail doing 20, 30 years of prison. And I'm over here going to say, what, what am I going to possibly Share with them. Yeah, you know, I, I, I said a, a couple cuss words and, and uh, uh, I got an F on a report, um, you know, but praise God, God is good, amen. <laughs> what, what can I, what kind of voice do I have when you're hearing these kind of testimonies? You know, you'll be blown away and I'm thinking like, what can, I'm, I'm thinking, man, what, what's the worst thing I've ever done that, that it'll, it'll catch their attention? I'm thinking, man, maybe I rebelled against somebody or I spit out someone, I don't know. I'm thinking the worst thing that I could have ever done. But I didn't have that lifestyle. And so I believe that the enemy used that against me. He used that against me to think that I didn't have a powerful testimony, that I could never impact anybody, that there was no one else out there, that everybody else was a convict except me. Like, how, how can I relate to any of these people? I, you know, honestly, I, I want to grow up and be a cop. In law enforcement, and I tell my church even today, I said, man, you know what? My whole life was to grow up and be a police officer. I said, I wanted to put all the criminals in jail. I said, now God reversed that, and now I'm, I'm trying to help all these convicts stay out of jail and stay safe. Amen? So God has a way, a weird way of doing things. 
And so, you know, growing up, I didn't have a voice. You know, yes, I, I, I did my thing. I partied and, and, and experimented and did all that. But I didn't have a voice. Not until I gave my life to Jesus. I would have never thought that I would be behind a pulpit, even today, or even pastoring a church for going on 11 years. I would have never imagined that God would ever use my life this way. But it was all God. Why? But there were many times that I would position myself to say, Lord, speak to me. God, however you desire to use me, use me. It don't have to be behind the pulpit. I don't have to be a pastor. I don't have to be, I don't have to have a title. I just want to be used by you in any way, shape, or form. And I'm here to tell you this morning, don't just think about, you know, the, the title. Don't think about that you have to be behind a pulpit to be a voice. But you could be a voice through your life. You could be a voice, let me say that, you can be a voice through your life, the way you live, your character, your attitude, how you're around your family members, your friends. See, one way I respond, I'm not, I'm not one that just goes people to people and, and starts just telling them, hey, you need to get saved. But I show it through my life. And, you know, when people start seeing through my life that I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do all that kind of stuff, then, then they ask questions, hey, you know, there's something different about you. Then there's that opportunity to be a voice. See, we always think that we have, the only way to be a voice is that we have to have a bullhorn and be on the street corner and tell people about Jesus. But there are many ways that we can be a voice. And one of them, I believe, is, again, just through your life, the way you live. It's being fruitful. And when people see that you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not trying to fit in with the world and you're just being, you know, that godly person, living right, being obedient to God, people will begin to see, they'll notice that you're, being, that you're different. And when they notice that you're different, they'll say, you know what, I, I want to ask you a question. You, you know, what is it? Do you go to church or what? there's something different? And that's the door that God opens for us. And then it's like, well, thanks for asking, but you know what, let me tell you. Then you start sharing the word of God, the love of God, the grace of God, and how God can change their life and transform their life like he did with each and every single one of us this morning. Now I'll close with the scripture here in Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. Revelations 3.20. The Bible says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will share a meal together as friends. Can I tell you, God is knocking at your door. He's knocking at your door this morning. So many of us, you know, we're at home and we're just running around, cleaning house, getting everything ready. And God is knocking at your door. And if we're so busy, we're going to miss what God has to say. See, our, many of us, our houses are not in order. God wants to bring order in your home. But if we don't hear the knock and we don't let him in, how can he bring order into our home? Anybody here ever have chaos in your home? Anybody here want your, your house to be in order? Let God in your house. And let me, let me tell you, don't just let him in your living room, but let him in your bedroom. Not just in your bedroom, but let him in your garage. Let him, let him, let him clean house. Amen. And when he cleans house, let me tell you something, you'll begin to hear his voice more clear. Because he'll remove all the chaos. And when he removes all that chaos and all the distractions, then guess what? Then he can begin to speak to you and you can become the voice that he's calling. Amen. Do you believe that this morning?